1: Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
0: Forty five dollars upfront for three months, plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hello, and welcome back to Mad's World. I'm your host Mads and I'm delighted to welcome you back to another week of the podcast. If you are enjoying Mads World each week, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast or just share it with a mate who might enjoy it. This week on Mads World in celebration of my eight months sober, I am thrilled to be joined by Instagram meme page owner Loz McHugh. Loz runs Brutal Recovery to let people in all paths of recovery know that sometimes recovery is messy, it's often painful, frequently hilarious, and always worth it. She does this through memes, dark humour, and a Friday feature of anonymous submissions of people's tales of drunken debauchery to remind us how the worst, most embarrassing things that ever happened to us will be long ago one day, and we do fucking recover. Hello Loz McHugh. Hi thanks for having me. Oh thank you so much for joining the podcast. I'm so excited about this app because I was eight months sober yesterday and this feels very fitting to yeah have you on the show. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy eight months. Thank you so much. So let's jump into our speed date round so that everyone can get a bit more of an idea about you Loz McHugh. So how long have you run the Brutal Recovery Instagram? So the brutal recovery Instagram was
3: born on Boxing Day, I think it was 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think it's over it's over two now. Yeah, I was just having one of those, um, you know, the day after Christmas. <laughs> it was my first Christmas sober. Um, and I was just feeling pretty miserable and pretty sorry for yeah. myself and I was I was like on Instagram and I was just kind of like do you know what I'm gonna like make like I'm <laughs> gonna make content for me I'm gonna make the content I want to see which is yes. like you know kind of the ups and downs and highs and lows of sobriety, oh, you know. I love that
2: so much and how long had you how long have you been sober and how long had you been sober and wh- when you made the the page? So I've been sober since uh,
3: March the 6th 2018 so Amazing. I had about oh, probably about eight nine months or so so your, your time is now. Time yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I st- I still felt like I still, you know, I, I, I survived my, my first Christmas, but it still mm-hmm. felt pretty early and I was still kind of working a lot of things out.
2: Yeah, definitely. And what's it like running a meme page? And do you have another job or is this your full time job now? Oh man, I wish it was my full time job. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I do have a full,
3: I, I work uh, as a music teacher. So I, I, it's, it's really funny. I work with small kids, yeah. which is kind of like I feel like I have a, like as as a drunk person like I'm very <laughs> used to like people talking shit all the time and crying yeah. randomly so I'm quite well equipped <laughs> to work with very small children Oh my god um, and I, yeah I do lots of you know I'm a freelance musician as well so I've got like lots of you know I'm, I'm all over the all over the place just in the sphere of music and create Arts and I write so yeah
2: and in saying that what's it like running a meme page on the side then yeah it's it's really funny I you know I like to I I do like
3: to see it like as work like it's something that Mm -hmm. I make I make a daily commitment to it like I try Mm -hmm. to put a post up every day I try to reply to as many messages as I can Mm -hmm. you know I've got like the different themes on days for the for the stories that I do you know I'll do like a day of reposts I'll do a day of like general questions I'll do the Friday Mm -hmm. fun times so you know there's a lot of spontaneity to it and like because Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of it's like quite autobiographical um and based on you know my own highs and lows Mm -hmm. um so you know there's an aspect of it that's like okay this is something that i contribute to the world frequently i've got my structure but there are Mm -hmm. those moments of spontaneity like um Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that's important is like if i am if i am feeling awful and my recovery is in the toilet I can't be making you know I I can't be making like Mm -hmm. I want to die memes like you know that's only funny when I'm in a good headspace like and I can kind of like laugh at it if it's just me moaning about how much I want to die like that's uh, that that's like you know I should probably call someone (laughs) (laughs) rather (laughs) than relying on humor yeah so so it's funny and you've got to walk a line like you know walk in that line of like am I overexposing myself here uh, Mm. or is this me you know contributing my humor to the world so and being
2: authentic yeah, I guess there's a lot of that that sort of comes out in the podcast as well. I wonder if, and obviously my mum thinks I'm oversharing every time <laughs> I make a podcast, but sometimes I wonder if I am overexposing myself to the world. But you know what? Honestly, having a side hustle like a meme page or a podcast it has helped with my recovery so much. Just having something that you feel responsible to and like people are kind of checking in like, hey, when's the next episode or when's it's the next awesome. meme coming up, you know? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's really nice. Like I, um, I definitely find that and i find that you know the the times that i do take breaks from the times that i do take a step back like actually making that as time for me it's really mm-hmm. important. And then it's like, you know, kind of kind of like fi- finding a balance in it is really important. But then also like, it's like that, you know, that thing of like, there's there's strangers all over the world that care about how I'm doing. Like that's, yeah. that's very nice. Like that's a little exercise in humanity. Like that's Honestly,
2: nice. I really do feel like everyone out there listening, you are contributing to my sobriety because oh. I feel like every time I, yeah, like yesterday I posted that I was eight months sober and I just had all these random people being like, that's amazing. You're inspiring me. And I'm like, Girl, I don't even know you, but I love you. <laughs> like, exactly, I, so I say good. that all the time. Like yeah. even in the Friday Fun Time, I'm just like,
3: like I don't know who you are, but I'm so happy you're sober, and I'm so happy you survived. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's a really nice way to bring people together through the through the humor, especially. I think that's 100%. really really important.
2: What is something that people might not realize about running a meme page? You know, in that vein, I think like what what I didn't
3: expect was a lot of people message me asking for help or asking for advice. Mm. Cause you know, I know that when I got sober, like I, I thought that because I still felt kind of fucked in the head that I wasn't Mm. doing it right. And I saw like a lot of content and a a lot of people who got sober and their life turned out amazing Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god I've got sober and I'm realizing that I'm profoundly mentally ill I can't handle my life like I don't know what to do um I've got these huge emotions that I no longer have like my anesthetic for yeah Um, so I I and I saw people with smoothies and doing yoga which is things I love doing as well but Mm. like it it was just kind of like I I couldn't feel like I could say like hey how do you do that because I just felt like shit yeah I feel like uh what I didn't realize is like what I'm kind of portraying through like showing the highs and the lows is that makes people feel quite comfortable to message and say I really relate to this and I don't think I should be relating to this, but like, (laughs) I am like, like, is this normal? And it's really nice to say like, yeah, this is totally normal. Like sobriety is not easy.
2: Sometimes it is
3: yoga and smoothies. Those are the good days, but sometimes it's, you know, debilitating anxiety and not knowing like who you even fucking are. And, you know, I love, I, I love that I can, I, I've found a way to express that, so a lot of people have felt more comfortable to message an anonymous meme page, um <laughs> which at first, uh, and I, I, you know, I was I was talking to a friend about doing this podcast uh, earlier, and I was kind of like, sometimes I don't know, I'm like, why? H- how does this meme page work? Like, why? Why <laughs> does this make people laugh? Like, and mm. and my friend was just like, oh, because it's real. Like, she's like, yeah. and this is a friend that I really respect, and she's like, you make me laugh, and I was like, oh. It, it makes people laugh like yep. and I think that's really important so another thing like people that might not realize about running a meme page is mm. maybe maybe this is expected but like there there's like a little bit of uh anxiety kind of like yeah you know, they're, they're like my little thought babies they're like my little things and then I you know <laughs> I find the image and everything and and there's that moment before I post pretty much every meme where I'm like yeah oh shit what if I'm the only person that feels like this way what if I'm the only person that thinks this those are always the most popular ones
2: like, yeah. Those are always the ones that people are like, fuck. Like. <laughs> and they're probably the ones that no one's really ever thought to put into words before as well. Because if you're yeah. sitting there thinking like, does anyone relate to this? But that's probably because you've never seen it before because no one's articulated it on a meme. Yeah, before. totally. It's such a great medium <laughs> for just getting that out there, you know? Yeah, it's so cool. And you know what? I think a lot of people, and I found this um, really challenging before I found discovered the sobriety meme world, <laughs> is a lot of people sort of come together over alcohol in memes and like, like the com the comradeship that you get from Mm -hmm. you know sharing a meme of oh this is what I look like on a Sunday morning and it's some ugly person or whatever you know Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. feel like you're missing out because yeah sobriety on social media is all kind of sunshine and rainbows half the time and all about yeah like all the good feelings you're going to have but um you don't get that sort of I don't know, like comradeship. Am I saying that right? Comradeship, camaraderie. Yeah, (laughs) you don't get the same camaraderie that you get from you know people sitting around feeling sorry for themselves when they're hungover in that sort of in that vulnerable space. So I think this is. I just absolutely love this brutal recovery. I love the page. It's amazing. So I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, So I've got a another question for you. Is what is the best thing about being sober? oh my goodness I think the best thing about being sober is uh finding out who I am um
3: Mm. I started drinking when I was about 13 um Mm -hmm. and I I didn't really know who I was then that's why I drank Mm because I was scared I was just a really really scared human being so um and I got sober well I I tried to get sober many times uh Mm -hmm. but didn't get any continuous sobriety until I was about 25 and Mm -hmm. uh Yeah, I was, I was met with that same 13 year old who didn't really know who she was and I think like it's it's a long long process like literally Mm -hmm. about a month ago Mm -hmm. I finally worked out what clothes I like wearing you know even today like I was talking to a friend where I was kind of like I haven't listened to the same albums for 10 years like can you recommend some new music to me like yeah it's that whole you know just like finding out who I am and like not you know not just interests like my my principles and my values and Mm. and all of those things so I think for for me that's it's been the scariest thing because uh you know I think if you're inclined to have that addictive personality like Mm -hmm. um you know, the, the emotions are bigger and, you know, you fear rejection and abandonment. So like the idea of being mm.
2: who you are is quite terrifying. But Absolutely. It's, it's kind of the best thing. It's incredible, isn't it? I think even like things I thought that I liked, like you, like you were saying with um liking the same album for the last 10 years and that sort of thing, you don't really go and intentionally explore new options like I was just reading the same crime thriller books I was reading (laughs) you know like the same magazines I was watching the same kind of movies and I think because you have all this spare time in sobriety where you're not drunk or hungover and you kind of have time to explore different avenues and you're like oh I actually really like reading self-help books or I actually really like documentaries or you know like different kind of music it's I yeah I totally I totally relate to that I think it's really cool Mm yeah yeah So my last question is how do you think memes or comedy in general helps us come together and laugh through difficult things like recovery or like COVID?
3: Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's really important kind of for, um, for, for, for me in the sphere of recovery, like my recovery is the most important thing pretty much in my life. Cause like, if I'm not Mm -hmm. in a state of recovery, I'm not having a life, you know, Mm -hmm. like I've, I've, I've I've lived that life, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's small and it's terrifying, and I'm, I'm not present for it. So yeah. you know that that ha- having that on this, like the what happens if I don't take care of my recovery, it's pretty it's you know it's it's pretty scary, and like it's pretty mm-hmm. like okay I've got to take this thing really seriously. You know ha- having that as what happens if I don't take care of my recovery is a scary prospect. Mm-hmm. So I've got to take this seriously, mm-hmm. but. I am a sarcastic, dark humor, <laughs> you know, Scottish mentalist. Like I need to, I need to be flippant and funny and dark. And, you know, have having it as this, like, the, as rightfully the most important thing in my life is mm. made a little bit better just by like finding the humor in it and finding the mm-hmm. levity in it. And, um, you know, kind of what you were saying, like, uh, I used to find on one of my old instagrams like my personal instagram from when i was like in uni and everything i followed was like wine memes and like night out memes and it's stuff and it's just like all that stuff that i used to like laugh at so much like oh yeah like i'm having the time of my life like crying Mm -hmm. with a hangover like wishing that i was dead you know so, I think like having the humor in recovery, like, just gets like to to the right size and in the right space where it's kind of like, yeah, this is the most important thing of m- in my life, but I do not take myself too seriously. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just that really good balancing thing. Um, yeah, it keeps it it keeps it light. It keeps me. It keeps it's a state of ease. Um, yeah, and yeah, like I. I just think that it is really a good way like i, I i'm going to get like become like a memeologist now, but I just think the <laughs> meme is like a wonderful format because it 's quick it 's fast it 's like on the cultural like curve you know like yep. um it keeps it current and it makes it makes sobriety current because sobriety yeah. is not just for You know, people that signed an abstinence pledge in eighteen thirty, it's not just for people (laughs) who are 60. It's not just for people who have Love the
2: gym, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's for
3: it's for fuck it's for whoever needs it or whoever wants it, you know? Like it's absolutely just such a viable choice. And I'm 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 fucking glad I'm sober. I love being sober. So I think that like keeping keep keeping it like in the sphere of like this is a relevant thing. Uh, for young women or literally anyone, I think is really important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, it's important. I think humor brings people together and the power of shared experience is something we've talked about so many times on this podcast with people's weird stories, people's stories of failure, people's bad date stories, people's (laughs) stories of, you know, all kinds of things. And I think the thing that I'm really finding and all the messages I get about this podcast is people saying, oh my God, it's not just me. You know, it's not just, it's not just, yeah, sunshine and rainbows, sobriety can be really difficult. And I think- to make yourself realize sobriety can be funny it can be you can make keep it light you know make a bit of a, a bit of a joke about all the hard times and stuff the power of shared experience through yeah. that is just it's awesome there's not been a single thing that like
3: i like all of the things that i was ashamed about that i did drunk and all of the mm. abhorrent behavior and like i that i still do sober like i am sober <laughs> not a saint but like you know i i'd say that like i i now feel really comfortable sharing that with people and people just say oh shit me too like oh i've yeah. totally done That like oh I did that, but like in New York, and not London. Like oh I did that, like and Mm -hmm. it just it just takes the air out of the tire. It just means we we don't sit with this like festering inside us like some toothache. Like it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like oh fuck, I'm not special, I'm not different. Like this is,
2: (laughs) and I guess that's the same with any sort of traumatic experience or any grieving process. Something that really Mm. helps me, whether it's a breakup or any other sort of unfortunate situation, is when someone explains their you know their experience with a similar thing and you're sort of like oh wow I'm really not special like this wasn't the one who left me and that like it happens to everyone and although you know someone said something to me recently which was so funny but it actually was quite profound is that when you're going through a heartbreak and it feels like the worst thing in the world like Mm-hmm. people on love island people on like x on the beach like dumb people have the same feelings <laughs> even if they can't yeah. articulate can't articulate them in the same way that we do like or the same way that you know einstein might articulate his feelings <laughs> yes. it, like feelings are a human experience whether you can speak mm-hmm. about them in a profound way and learn from them or not like the, the core feeling is the same. And I just found mm. that so interesting. Like, of course, people on Love Island have brains, and, you know, I love Love Island. Like, I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just interesting to think that we're all going through this, we're yeah. all going through this weird experience. We're all experiencing the same shit. And it's just. No one's had a trauma free existence.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, so, one of the things, uh, this is, I, I promise I'll stop. I'm such a talker. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a podcast, um, it's allowed. It's- <laughs> yes um (laughs) that I think one of one of the things I love about particularly people who follow an early recovery um is like I the the, the stuff that I share like from my early recovery I even though I still do get frequently like early recovery days where I'm like fuck I really got to take care of myself today because I am Mm -hmm. I am shaky on my feet but Mm -hmm. like largely on the atomic level I'm a different person than I was like three Mm years three and a bit years ago so it's kind of like the, the message of like, this feels like the worst thing in the world right now, but one day you will laugh about this. One day mm-hmm. this will not feel like the worst thing in the world. One day yeah. this will be okay. Um, and yeah, like
2: regardless of who you are and like where you've been or, or how you articulate your feelings, like, this this will be okay. Like you'll be fine. Absolutely, and there's just so many examples of that in everyone in your life. Like you see it in your friends, your family, people around you, people at work. You know, everyone's going through the same the same things, aren't they? Totally. Right. Well, that is all of our speed date questions. So. Our next segment is story time, and <laughs> yes. you must have some amazing stories. We after this, we have some submissions which I've had to categorise because you had so many, uh, so many amazing ones. But I thought it might be time for you to share one of your funniest stories. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I was just
3: so um, my my uh, okay. I'll I'll tell. I'll try and be as brief as I can. Um, my. <laughs> And so I think, like, one of the things, like, when I was drinking, consequences, like, I, I just didn't believe that I was a human being that mm-hmm. got the same consequences as other human beings on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I I did this on the small scale and the large scale. So on the large scale, I, like, I just fucked off to Russia and <laughs> just thought, like, this is it. Like, I'm Russian. And I talk, like, I I, I have, I had this Russian alter ego called i can't even pronounce my russian alter ego surname it's like rastropov china or something like it's not a name um it's it's my name on amazon still because like i had this russian alter ego so i ran away to russia and i I did have a visa to get in but i overstayed that visa like chronically and like i was with a russian like a, a russian person and they were just kind of like you need to leave you're an illegal like you know uk citizen in russia right now and i was like what like oh let's go to the red square um and you just can't do that so like i had this like drunken escape from russia like through ukraine and i the worst part of this was i ran out of money obviously because i wasn't working and i had to get the mega bus from london to glasgow And if anyone knows that megabus, you'll it's know why that's up. the worst part of the story. <laughs> what is it, like 15 hours, but maybe more, 20 oh hours? Man, or something. It's like seven quids in like 15 hours. <laughs> and like I hadn't washed in like three days, and the only thing I'd eaten was like pierogi and vodka. So, um, oh my I'm like, God. Come on um sounds like large scale on the small scale like I I was just like you're run of the mill like I loved taking my clothes off in clubs like I just loved it and (laughs) I like I I would make it like this big ritual and like there was one night I my friend got me uh tickets to a band that I don't even remember in this Mm -hmm. club that in Glasgow I don't even remember and uh I went out and I'd work the next day and I remember just thinking like, oh, I'll be gone by like one and that'll give me enough time to get to work by nine because I was younger then and that seemed (laughs) reasonable. Like I stayed out till four and then I had like a threesome with my neighbor and I had a boyfriend (laughs) at the time and I, but I just like, I took my clothes off and like passed them to the front of the stage as if it was like an offering to the the club, like here are my clothes. (laughs) To the DJ. (laughs) Like you're, you're welcome. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so that that was the sort of drinker I was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I think my, my sort of experience is similar. I mean, I, the very worst of my drinking was in lockdown. So thankfully oh. I wasn't in a club getting naked, but I mean, <laughs> I just kind of be on like three to four day benders where I just do all, all kinds of things. And I mean, everyone at the time was really paranoid about COVID and rightfully so, mm. but I was just like running around the neighborhood, like canoodling with like my neighbors, <laughs> like all sorts of things. And yeah, I think if it wasn't for lockdown, I definitely would have realized how much I needed sobriety and how much it would benefit me so Mm. I think in terms of failures and learning from your failures one of my biggest failures is like becoming an alcoholic but I think if I didn't get to that level I never would have experienced the beauty of sobriety so I am pretty grateful that all of that happened to be honest totally yeah I I I feel the same way like my my escalation
3: was was quite quick and like I was Mm. I was 25 like it's not necessarily that it's not elderly um but like and I I I genuinely um you know while while the escalation was like quite traumatic in itself Mm. um I'm kind of like do you know what though but like I I needed that desperation to get to Mm -hmm. where I am now which is like oh right I I have this thing this thing happened and Mm -hmm. now I
2: get to be present
3: for pretty much every day of my life like that's a gift
2: And you know what? I think because I went through a breakup quite recently and I've been thinking a lot about the parallels between giving up alcohol and like going through a breakup. I mean, you kind of have Mm. to come to terms with your new life, like say goodbye to the old you and like the old person you were in that relationship and sort of you go through it and you're like, oh, I can't believe I have to be sober forever. This is going to suck. And then it's like, I can't believe I have to be alone forever. This is going to suck. And then you get to a point where you're sort of like, oh, hang on, the sun's coming up. This is actually pretty good. And then- When was your breakup? oh about six weeks ago so yeah oh you know. that's really recent <laughs> yeah really oh my- recent I know but I think the sobriety is helping because I'm actually healing in a in a healthy oh, proper wow. way like the feelings are yeah I think it'd be worse I think I probably would have been on a few more four-day benders like if I was drinking <laughs> but I thought when the breakup happened instantly I was like oh god this sucks I'm not going to be able to stay sober but then the more the days went on I was sort of like this is great. Like I'm, I don't have to drink. You know, I don't yeah. have to wake up hungover and just be traumatized about what I'd done or what I'd said, or you know, feel mm-hmm. all the feelings like come crush crashing back doubly as hard so I think Mm -hmm. yeah it was weird I was worried about drinking but then I just became relieved that I wasn't drinking so yeah it's been it's been a journey (laughs) yeah oh Mm. man yeah I I went
3: through I had a sober breakup in Mm. oh shit November so it it feels like yesterday because time is really not real right now it's not real (laughs) Yeah, I de- I feel you so hard right there, where it's kind of like, mm. Oh, this feeling is going to categorically last forever. And you're like, mm. Oh wait, no feeling on earth lasts forever.
2: Yeah, oh. I think I used to find it sad that nothing lasts forever, but it is strangely comforting that nothing lasts forever either, because it means that any pain you're going through is gonna subside. So I guess if you're if we're being glass half full people, it is a blessing because <laughs> <for laughs> we have had some of your submissions through. So every Friday on Brutal Recovery, you do, is it called Friday Fun Times? Friday Fun Times. Friday Fun Times. So you've got a lot of people in recovery that love your memes and love your page. So they all submit at our benefit, the funniest and most fucked up stuff that they've ever done. So (laughs) there were so many, so I've categorized them into vomit submissions, sex submissions, soiling yourself submissions, injury submissions, love submissions, drug submissions, and then just weird submissions because there was no category for the just weird stuff. So I lumped it all into one
3: category (laughs) at the end
2: because some of them I was like, what is there like a cult section? Is there going to be like a dishwasher (laughs) section? Like, I don't know. So (laughs) let's go through them. We will do the voice disguiser that everybody loves on this podcast and we can have a chat about them as we go. So To start off with vomit submissions,
4: threw up in my dress in an Uber, lifted up hem of dress
2: to create a basket of sorts.
3: It's just resourceful (laughs) right there
2: honestly i would say that yeah resourceful 10 out of 10 vomiting <laughs> me throwing up in an uber it's more just like some kind of splattering artwork that is there's no design to it
3: is it still a 50 pound fine i remember like back in my drinking days it was 50 pound fine if you threw up oh an my uber. god
2: it was 110 pounds for me like <gasps> oh yeah, my god inflation yeah, they really put it up and i tried to go back to them and say that wasn't me. I did not do that. Prove it. And then he just sent me a photo of my own vomit on oh a leather seat. And I was like, well, touche. It was me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like time stamped and everything. He's just like, this is when you're in the car. This is when I saw the vomit. I was like, fair uh-huh. enough. Play the on.
5: noir type. The noir type.
2: <laughs> They know. Right. The next one is.
5: Chugged full bottle of balsamic dressing for 10 quid. Never got paid. Threw up on a bonfire. <laughs>
3: It's the bonfire detail for me, like on a bonfire.
2: (laughs) On a bonfire, not around it, (laughs) just on it. And you know what? I've realized that you don't have to be drunk to do things like balsamic dressing Sculling because that's the sort of thing I do sober, just for a laugh. And (laughs) I don't know whether it's because I'm attention deprived or if I just like being in pain. But I would do something like eat a eat a bird's eye chili, you know, for thirty bucks. Like, of course, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Makes perfect sense. The last of our vomit submissions is eleven
4: a.m. Uber pull over for me to bath. I blamed pregnancy. He was sincerely delighted for me.
3: (laughs) I have one hundred percent done that what a nice like- man
4: <laughs> five stars
3: loving that's such a good detail <laughs> <laughs> in it and
2: she's probably coming across from south london to north and it's just like this is a 70 pound uber ask me if i care ask me i don't <laughs> up next are our sex submissions so
5: had an orgy in a river cows were watching
2: fucking cows (laughs) as someone who grew up on a farm
3: like I just love that (laughs) like that
2: therapy codes the amount of stuff that cows must see like just being out in fields and drunk people existing you know <laughs> drunk people existing <laughs> just, yeah. them, just them existing
4: <laughs> shagged boss's boyfriend in a park panic shagged a colleague to make it better well if you mm. do the maths it it works out <laughs> just the I, the the phrase panic shag is
3: palpable <laughs> like i i Feel that. Like, I've definitely (laughs) panic shagged someone to just get rid of the one before. Like, oh, it didn't happen. Like, anyone, anyone will do. Like, give me anyone.
2: (laughs) Didn't happen. Don't remember it. But don't remember it, didn't happen. That is not a good way to live. If you're out there listening, do not try that at home. Would not recommend. (laughs) Uh, right, here's the next one.
5: Slept with an old man who lived in a horse box. Then he said he could heal me with mushrooms.
2: Okay, if anyone ever says they could heal you with mushrooms, they are lying. <laughs> I
3: assume it as like this like mystic in my head, but you probably
2: <laughs>
1: was not.
2: <laughs> like a crystal ball, I like, come into my horse box. Come into my horse box. <laughs> I wonder
3: how you, like, horse boxes aren't comfortable. Like, I wonder um, how you live in a horse box.
2: I don't know. Does he have a car on the front? Is there hay in the horse box? Where does he sleep? I we have know. questions. There's so many questions. He's
3: got mushrooms, though, so he's fine. Like, he's He's, fine. he's healed because he's got the mushrooms.
2: Yeah, he can heal people with mushrooms. I mean, that's at least <laughs> what he's he does. He's got to work, so <laughs> Okay, here's our last sex submission. Touched a stranger's penis
4: in exchange for an accordion. I never got the accordion. <sighs> no
2: that's oh man
3: how great would it be if you got that accordion and every time you played it you'd think like oh I touched a dick for this
2: touched a dick for this this but is a like
3: dick accordion
2: sadly they're just sitting there not playing an accordion and touched a stranger's penis so
3: I mean haven't we all
2: I mean I'm sitting here not playing an accordion right now and I've touched penises so <laughs> really we're we're all this person <laughs> God, okay. The next category is soiling yourself submissions. So this is my favorite one because I am a classic for this. I love soiling myself. When I say I love it, I don't love it. I just do it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the first one.
5: Silently pissed myself, waiting in line for the loo. Knee-high boots, full of piss, kept drinking.
2: <laughs> Knee-high boots, full of piss.
5: I feel it. Like, I
2: feel it. I really, really do. That is like spoken word. Knee-high True. boots, full of piss, kept drinking. Is that kept a haiku? Kept drinking. <laughs>
3: I, I hope. Like, poetry, if there's any poets out there, like give us the breakdown, because it's poetry. It's actual poetry.
4: Oh my god. Peed on top of the Eiffel Tower. Got mad at the hotel. I put a load of cheese in the vents.
2: <laughs> this one is just wild from start to end. <laughs>
3: i really love the peeing ones because this is what we we need the people to know that like if you're an alcoholic you piss yourself like i'm sorry i'm sick of i'm sick of hiding it like i have pissed myself in public more times than i care to admit like it's
2: god we do have an episode about this coming up because one of my friends was on a date with a bloke and he ended up like he went for a wee couldn't get his belt undone just let it rip, and then oh had God. to get an, an Uber home. So I've spoiled the whole episode, but there it is, folks. It's, it's coming to your headphones soon. It's, so <laughs> it's really good.
5: I once peed in a stranger's bed after we'd been on a bender and convinced them it was them.
2: I mean, what else could they do? Like that. that I- is- <laughs>
3: literally the only thing that they could do in that situation
2: it's the only option I mean one time my ex from two years ago can try to convince me he'd spilled a beer in bed and I was like I know you've peed the bed and he's like no nah, it's beer and I'm like well where's the beer where's the cup where's the can he's just like oh I must have just took it up and washed it up I'm like right okay you've pissed in my bed but it was in a share house and I've moved out so whoever's living there now sorry it's haunted still there
4: Peed myself in an Uber and purposely puked to hide it because somehow that was less embarrassing.
3: That's drunk logic.
4: That is
2: drunk logic, but I would say that puking is less embarrassing than peeing yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it's all like the fact that it was purposefully puked. Like, I chose this.
2: <laughs> this
4: was my choice. <laughs> oh, Drank mouthwash, shit my leggings in front of my dad. Oh. <laughs>
2: shit my leggings.
3: i'm wearing leggings right now and i'm uncomfortable (laughs)
2: it's too much they're too tight (laughs) what a mess here is our last soiling yourself submission
5: slept in a garbage bag to avoid peeing my bed big brain shit
2: (laughs) i mean that just makes perfect sense I love it. I've actually got, I I looked into investing in one of those fake tan sack things. So you fake tan, then you get in the sack and it doesn't go on your sheets. And this is kind of like that. (laughs) I have never heard of that before. It's amazing. It's called a tansy and it's like a sleeping bag and you just get inside it and you can be tanned. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I think we should patent, like, peeing yourself garbage bags. If you're going a bit pissed, you just get in your little rubber sleeping bag and go to sleep. Okay, we just started something amazing right there. Genuinely. Guys, no one steal that idea. That's me and Loz McHugh's patenting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's ours. We have the receipts.
2: (laughs) Right. Our next category is injury submissions. So this is one of my favorite categories, but a lot of these are just... (laughs) Just depressing, but let's go through them.
4: Woke up with a black eye and a broken tooth. Flew to a modeling job. Client wasn't happy.
2: Mm. Well, tell you what, neither would I be happy about that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Too fuming, to be honest.
2: (laughs) God, I think if the person I hired flew to my modeling job for me, had a black eye and a broken tooth. I'd probably try and make it some kind of trend. It depends how high-end this modelling job is. If it's Vogue, maybe mm. that could just be, you know, part of the shoot. It could be derelict. Yeah. It's like the, the, ga- the gap in the tooth with, in the middle of the teeth was big for a <laughs> while, like a broken
3: tooth. That's going to be- Get the London look. Absolutely. <laughs> London alky look. I feel that.
2: So good.
5: Pinky toenail ripped off in a sliding door during a blackout. Gave toenail to a stranger. <laughs>
2: Man, that is nasty. I think was it a gift? Did they ask you to give it to them? I have questions. It's like uh, was it Vincent Van
3: Vincent Van Gogh uh, <laughs> sent his ear to to someone? Like Dude this misses. is this is art actually? This <laughs> is this is performance <laughs> art. Giving your toenail to a stranger.
4: <laughs> oh my god! Four days no sleep. Laptop died. Convinced hacked. Got mate to delete my accounts, ate my SIM card. (laughs) It's that last bit that does it for me. Ate (laughs) my my SIM
2: SIM card. card. So I put this in injury because (laughs) eating your SIM card, I feel like that can't be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's injuring yourself from the inside out. (laughs) Oh, the next one is for injuries.
5: We went out for a few ones, woke up on the side of the road, missing two teeth and half my finger. Oh,
2: half my <gasps> finger. Oh. That is huge. You're never growing that back. Where did it go? Did someone eat it? It's like, where, where did it go? Maybe he gave it away as a gift, just like that toenail <laughs> person. Maybe it's the same guy. <laughs> oh my God. Just slowly mutilating himself and sending parts of himself
4: oh to people God. in the mail.
2: <laughs> One by one. (laughs) Right here is our last injury submission.
4: I put a lit cigarette behind my ear because I forgot I lit it. I've totally done that sober. Really, hundred percent. I've done that sober.
2: I want to know what happened next. Like, hair catched on fire. What's going on? Mm, how long was it there? Like, did it, did it go? Oh, yeah. When did you realize? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, did you realize once your head was alight? I've put, <laughs> it, in, I've put it in injury submissions because I assume so. so. Nice. I like that. <laughs> the next few are our love submissions. So, sometimes we do things when we're in love, but also when we're drunk or fucked up. And this goes to show that very well. So, Asked sobbing if my boyfriend still loved me.
4: Why? He wouldn't let me eat an uncooked frozen pizza. (laughs) Very unreasonable
3: of him, quite frankly.
2: Seriously. I mean, I would also question if my boyfriend still loved me if he wouldn't let me do that. She had every right to know. I'm on her side here. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Imagine trying to think of an answer to why. Like, you know what? You've got me. There is no reason why you shouldn't eat that. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs)
5: showed up at an ex's house wasted he didn't answer so i played dead on his lawn
2: (laughs) oh my god this is like i saw a meme the other day that was like it was a person floating in a pool and it goes me on holidays pretending to drown and see if my mum would care (laughs) oh my god (laughs) did you do that too (laughs) everyone why did we all live the same life so weird (laughs) Oh man. Oh, so. Imagine him walking out being like, he wouldn't even think she'd dead. He'd just be like, what are you doing?
3: There's the drunk bitch on the top, like on the lawn. That was me. I am the drunk bitch. I would do that. I would 100 percent do that.
2: Genuinely. Like if I wasn't sober right now going through this breakup, you know I would have been there on the lawn. <laughs> sprawled. Like, hello. Oh,
4: right. Here's our last love submission. Woke up covered in catnip in an effort to get the cat to cuddle me in a drunk sobbing sesh. Oh my god. Oh man. This is levels <laughs> of loneliness. So many levels of loneliness.
2: Literally, I've put there should have been an animal segment really, but a lot of them slotted nicely and this one slotted into love so oh, perfectly. <laughs> okay, so up next is our drug submissions. So, first one
5: I once took some coke out of a friend's nose. He was sleeping. Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) Horrendous. I love it. That is so cursed. Like... I'm just, like, getting your fingers right up in there and scooping. Like, what the fuck? I just, this is why I love these so much
3: because it's, like, I'm laughing but I also relate. I'm laughing but I'm, like, I'm laughing because, like, same. Like, I am, it's like, yes.
2: (laughs) I just can't believe, like, people are actually, they must really think you're just, you know, a meme page and not a human on the end because some of these submissions, I'm like, how do they even see the light of day? I love it. (laughs) be like oh this is an anonymous box no one will read this and you're just a person on the other end like i know everything (laughs) (sighs) oh here's our next one took
4: acid and was eating a shit soft pretzel so i started eating children's soft toys instead
5: Mm.
4: where did you get them?
2: Where did you get the soft toys? And also, this should be an injury submission (laughs) because that's not good for you. (laughs) I can see why. Like They look yummy,
3: like the pastel colors or like, you know, I would – yeah, I, I would try down on it like a, a like a care bear. Like I, I would, chow especially- down. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't they smell nice too? They've got like flavors and stuff. Care bears, they have strawberries on and everything. I I'm mean, about,
3: oh, I'm about to do this in sobriety.
2: Sounds fucking great. Like- <laughs> Knife and fork, just roast it up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the next one is this. This is one of my favorite ones.
5: Jury service on Ket lasted three days, got kicked off for eating whole melon with my hands. This is
3: my absolute favorite. Like this, whoever you are, I don't know who any of these people are. Like I don't look at their names, I don't check up on people's like accounts, but like whoever you are, if you, if this was you, this is my favorite ever submission.
2: And like, just just the audacity and the chaos of jury service on ket. like- (laughs) Three And absolute anarchy. Like, this person doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. This is my favourite category, just weird submissions. So, these are the submissions that everyone had that didn't fit into another category nicely. These are literally just some of the most fucked up things I've ever read. So,
5: drunk at a Renaissance fair, tried to steal a horse, puked on the white fairy, got kicked out.
2: A fairy tale.
3: <laughs> a fairy tale. If I was a Disney princess, that would be my film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love the way you say film. It's so Scottish. My old housemate was Scottish, and every oh, time yay. she said, Sh- "Should we watch a film?" and we're all like, "He." <laughs> <laughs> that one's incredible.
4: Drunk at work, busted putting limes in the dishwasher for being slutty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that collection of words, man. That's a poem. That's an actual
2: poem. That's a poem. Busted putting limes in the dishwasher for being slutty. Like someone what- put that
3: into like a Rupi Kaur style like art thing. <laughs> like, and that that is a poem.
2: Oh, you really need to start doing that. Is doing Rupi Kaur like artworks with some of these. Oh, me. That's such a good idea. Okay, That is any- such a good meme idea. Guys, if you're listening, don't steal this. It's Loz McHugh's. It's patented. We've got the receipts. God, this is a great brainstorming session, I've got to say. <laughs> Here's the next one.
5: Accidentally joined a cult while on a couple of month bender.
2: <laughs> accidentally is my favorite thing ever. Like, oh, I accidentally got a tattoo. I accidentally got a new job I like (laughs) there's so much thought into these decisions you didn't accidentally join a cult (laughs) questions so many questions I know and what kind of cult like Mm. what cult is accepting you you know you're clearly a liability (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've only got a few more, which is quite sad, but I'm sure we'll have to do an episode two with some new submissions. Absolutely.
4: The next one is got drunk, broke into a construction site, started a tractor,
2: woke up in jail
4: oh
3: yeah
2: that was a wild ride from start to finish as well that could be a film I think I love the tractor ones I've just got <laughs> such a soft spot
3: for anything with a tractor really? The- oh yeah just the, the fact that like operating
2: heavy machinery just do not do it under <laughs> the influence so like going for a fucking tractor like that's so alcoholic I feel like if you see a tractor as well your first instinct is oh I'd love to drive that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like with with the big ass wheels as well. You see that, you're like, ooh, love to drive that. Yeah, mm, you're a god. My, when you when you're in a tractor, you are a god. You're really high up as well. You're above all the other cars. It just looks appealing as fuck. And, and then you wake like, up in jail. And then you wake up in jail. Yeah, do not try any of these at home. must caveat that. Oh please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Here's our third last one.
5: I shaved half my head and woke up to a bag of hair and a hangover.
2: Mm.
3: So I used to have this thing where we called it a disco fringe, where we'd get drunk and (laughs) cut fringes um, on our friends. And listening to Donna Summer, uh, so (laughs) this just reminded me of like the disco fringe, uh, (laughs) hair and and being drunk. Like I'm I'm amazed I didn't do this because I just, I loved cutting my hair when I was drunk.
2: It is fun. I was at a hostel in um, Budapest called Retox, and it's literally opposite of a detox. You're (laughs) retoxifying. Yeah, it's the most cursed place I've ever been. And um, we ended up shaving half of my friend Sarah's head, like the bottom half, and then then duct taping the hair to this bloke's head, and he just had a rat's tail for like four days of her hair. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's horrendous. It's so fucked up and then she got a tattoo of like some Egyptian sign or something on the bald part. It was amazing. Oh, what a story. <laughs> yeah, it was a great place but Retox sadly closed in the pandemic so oh, it's no. a blessing and a curse. I know it was yeah, a really beautiful place but only if you if you drink. If you were there sober, it would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. genuine, A literal real-life nightmare. Here is the second last one
4: thought the Russian mob was after me, asked a liquor store clerk to help me get political asylum. <laughs> like they would be able to help you do that. <laughs> you know,
3: when you're in it, like the liquor store clerk is is your gateway to reality. <laughs> liquor store clerk <laughs> is your gateway to feeling safe and held and loved. So yeah. of course the liquor store cler- cler- clerk, that's really hard to say with my accent, <laughs> liquor store clerk uh,
2: can help you get political <laughs> asylum. I feel like they're also quite a good benchmark for what's normal. Like you go in there and you're like, right, have to act normal, have to act not drunk in case they don't serve. Like the bloke does not care how pissed you are. They've got a bloody – it's an off-license. They're just – Chilling, in they probably got a tv behind the thing just watching sport and you go in there and you're like right have to look cool have to look calm collected and then you get a bottle of whatever and they're just like yeah 10 quid and you're like yeah. oh thank god he didn't realize i was drunk he does not care my
3: favorite ones as well is like when you were underage and they're just like oh what age are you they like when not even yeah. ID you they're just like oh what age are you and you're like I, but, i'm 18 like 15 year old and like all right on you go
2: yeah or well you panic and you go 35 <laughs> you, <look, laughs> you look about 10 they're like yep Cool, good to check <laughs> oh, right, here is our very last submission which I'm quite sad about, but
5: I once truly believed I was in the centre of a global Nazi art laundering conspiracy. <laughs> truly believed truly just gives that
2: the weight that it deserves yeah like it's not like you just sort of believe maybe i'm the center of a global nazi art laundering conspiracy no i truly believe that i am i am the center of a global nazi art laundering conspiracy
3: And <laughs> like i get it like i completely thought the cia was monitoring me <laughs> like I and I was like just I I was a, a student like doing a, like that I, I I had nothing going on I wasn't doing anything <laughs> yeah. illegal and I was like the CIA want me dead.
2: This is literally the same capacity as the liquor store owner. They do <laughs> not care. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh. I- feel that in my bones I truly do the best thing about sobriety is also realizing no one cares like and in the nicest possible way no one cares what you do like and I think I was so scared to you know tell people I wasn't drinking on dating apps I'm always so scared but like no one cares no one cares what you do like if you're out at dinner and everyone's having a wine you just don't get one and don't say no one even knows yeah I I don't think it's going to be like such a big deal
3: like I'm gonna have to mm. like bear my soul I'm gonna have to like do this And I think nah it's like I say it usually and, yeah. and then it never gets uh brought up again in in the company that if it's yeah. people that I don't know and like I've, I've been on a couple of dates and there's only one person that's kind of like pushed it a little bit they've been like oh why yeah. don't you drink what you like when you drink and it's like I'm just kind of like well first of all it's none of your business and I'm like oh I'm yeah just better when I don't And like but usually people just <laughs> They don't care. They're not thinking about you. They're
2: thinking about themselves. Exactly. It's like when you have, I always say this, it's like when you have a massive spot and you think you look so ugly and so different. But if someone else pointed out a spot on their face, you'd be like, I literally didn't notice I'm so self-absorbed. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yep. God. Well, thank you so much, Los McHugh, for joining the podcast. This has been one of my favorite episodes ever. We're going to have to do a part two because oh, there was just too many to cut from this <laughs> so we could be within a reasonable episode time. But yeah, thank you so much. Is there a note that you wanted to leave it on before we say goodbye? Uh, yeah. Like, if, you know, if I was to finish on one thing,
3: like mm-hmm. I just, I love reading these because it just reminds me of how fucked up I was and how much I needed to get sober. Mm-hmm. Um and I am so I'm, I'm so glad to be sober. I'm so glad that the the people that submit them are sober today and that we can kind of just share in this like collective experience and just kind of like uh I think I think it was Amy Dresner that said in her podcast, podcasts like, mm. you know, if if you own it, no one has anything on you. So like, you know, I, I I'm not ashamed today of the stuff that I did. I fixed the stuff that needed fixing uh-huh. uh, and now you know I I can look myself in the eye so like sharing this and, and all the levity and the humour just like you know it's yeah. we don't have to be ashamed anymore
2: it's just like at the end of eight mile with eminem when he sings about all his own flaws and he's like what else can you say bro i've already i've already said it i already know yeah it's amazing <laughs> yeah. The, only, the only way out is through los Q, and that is something that i live by so thank you so much for joining the pod and i'll speak to you very soon oh yeah part two coming up part two yo yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Loz McHugh. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3. If you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share, or if you would rather submit anonymously, submit through my website. It's madsworld.co. Love and elbow taps. Peace.
5: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmannen. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben.
0: Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt.
5: Vi er alt af alle de der podcast, og forklarer meget der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet et vedmål. Ind og til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjovt og spas med at have den her vidunderlige